Welcome to Tool Talk, the weekly podcast for Toolaholics, where all your DIY, home improvement, automotive, and tool-related questions are answered, and your need, physical need to talk tools is completely served. And now, the host of Tool Talk, Chuck Cage and Sean O'Hara from Toolmonger.com, the web's first tool blog. I'm Chuck. I'm Sean. Welcome to Tool Talk, podcast number 52. Today is Friday, January 30th, 2009. If you'd like to give us a call, you can call us at 866-718-9403. That's 866-718-9403. Or you can email us at ckage or s-o-h-a-r-a. S-O-H-A-R-A. Right. Or actually, you could just use Sean, S-E-A-N. Uh, we have that set up now. So Sweet. You can be found anywhere. Anyway, at toolmonger.com, of course. And we have a bunch of stuff for you this week, uh, including a couple of calls. Sweet. Well, you want to do the calls before or after? We might as well go ahead and do the calls. And actually, these each of these people score some some swag. Oh, yeah. We got some Stanley swag. That's right. That, uh, and these are not the bottom line crap that I use. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like the nice stuff they give other people. So it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. So, so, so good stuff from yeah. each of them. You ready? Yeah, let's do let's it. Let's take the first one. All right. Hello, guys. This is Fritz from Maryland. I was wondering what you guys recommend for driver bits. You know, the uh, Phillips flathead or square drives that go into uh, screws or uh, and whatnot. <laughs> I keep on having problems with mine stripping. So I was wondering what you have for any recommendations. Well, I can think of a couple. I mean, obviously, you're if you have a particular fastener, you're stuck with whatever you got, and you just got to use a good bit. Now, I would admit that there are, and I, I wouldn't have guessed this until we ended up talking with some manufacturers who pointed it out to us, there is a difference between the end, the you know, the, the business end of a cheap-ass, say, Phillips screwdriver and a good one. Right. They're they're tempered different. They're, I mean, a lot of times... Shaped it's, differently. Yeah, it's shaped different. I mean, you've some got... Some of them are uh, machined. Yeah, you've got actually a lot of difference in there, and it depends on how often you're using them and what you're using them for. And uh, like a lot of people prefer, I'll just get the cheap stuff and just use them till they break, and everything will be fine, and I'll wind up spending less that way. Some people are the complete opposite end of the spectrum. It's like I'm going to get a very nice, very expensive set of drivers that is going to handle everything that I need to handle. And right. It's, it's right. going to be a bunch of money. Well, if you're actually camming out a bunch of them, I mean, there are a couple of considerations. Number one, you may be using the wrong fastener. If this is something where you have a choice, you know. Right. And uh, if that's the case, obviously, in order of, uh, you know, Phillips most likely to cam out. Mm-hmm. Um, the square driver, what are they called? Robinson. Robinson, right? yeah. The ones that are, are patented. Yep. Right. And uh, the Canadians are always making fun of us. <laughs> on Toolmonger for not using. That's true. So yeah, the Robinson fastener, the square Although, fastener is a good choice. If I'm ever going to use something like that that's not going to cam out at all, I'll go get me some locks, man. That will that makes anything look just we pathetic. We wrote uh, a review of locks, I don't know what, like... Uh, uh, two years ago Two now? years ago, maybe. Yeah. And what, what ended up happening is uh, we were talking with one of the people from locks, and uh, this is before they started really making them readily available like they are now. Now you can buy yeah. little small packs of them and everything. And they're like, these don't come out. We're like, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, bull. Yeah. You know, that's just bull. Sure. So uh, so they, they literally took like one of those, you know, the little stickers you put on the outside of like a, you yeah. know, it says, state, you know, packing slip enclosed, right? Right, exactly. Cram, cram asked it full of, of lots of screws, you know, and and took four or five of those of different sizes and shapes and threw them in a box and sent them to us. 
and we thought, okay, I got a perfect test for this. What we'll do is we'll just take a nice big, you know, humongo drill driver, and we'll just take these things and we'll just drill them in and out. We'll just drive them in and out of a piece of two by four over and over and over again until they came out. One screw. Right. One screw. I mean, like literally we'd drive the screw in, flip it, back the screw out, flip it, drive the screw in, you know, and repeat. To different, to different parts of wood. So right. we're not going in the same right. hole here. Right. And uh, we we did this starting with some pretty standard off-the-shelf, you know, uh, Phillips. Right. And you get, you get about two or three. Yeah, you know? and, and we, we actually posted pictures with, with counts and everything, so you could see how it starts to cam out, and then we had kind of like where you could see it was beginning to cam, and then where it was useless. Right. And where you had to use pliers to get it out of the board, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, so, yeah, I mean, like between two and ten, if you're lucky, mm-hmm. you might get away with some, but most of them, two or three. Yeah. And uh, then we pulled a lock screw, and they'd sent us, I don't know, probably 120. Yeah. And we fire up, and we drive it, and we pull it, and we drive it, we pull it, we drive it, pull it, drive it, pull it. Drive it. Now, around 15, it starts getting warm. Yeah, and uh, you you could see some scratches on the surface of it and stuff, but, right. man, it was fine. I mean, it was grabbing and, and just running right in and out. And after yeah. about 25, we had to go get a welding glove yeah. to hang on to it. <laughs> after 150, it started to smolder the wood. Right, was being- at which point the, the screw was still perfectly usable, except that maybe we were screwing with the temper at this point. Right. You know, and bottom line is there is absolutely... It, it doesn't cam out. No, it just, <laughs> I'm sure it does eventually, but... <laughs> we couldn't make it do it, practically speaking. Yeah, whatever kind of jackass application you have where you're going to drive that same screw into wood 150 plus times, you might reconsider. Yeah, it, it works. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? And if so, you can, this is the... <laughs> this is the one to do. So. And what's really funny is we ended up with those laying around the shop for I don't know how long. And, and of course, the funny thing is, is there are now locked screws and all kinds of garbage around the shop. That we've that, built. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were there, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, actually, uh, Sean's uh, engine stand that yep. you've seen, that's built with lock screws. Yep. And uh, my fence has a bunch of lock screws in it. Yep. Because uh, whenever the fence would come loose, I'd shoot lock yeah. screws in it. <laughs> Your metal rack has uh, lock oh, screws yeah, it has in it. lock screws in the wall. That's, <laughs> that's, anything around your shelves that hold up your stereo, lock screws. Shop stereo. <laughs> Shop nice. stereo, yep. So, yeah, I mean, the lock screws are really cool for exactly what you're talking about. Now, of course, they come with uh, the, the driver tip, the, the, the actual tip you need to, uh, you know, bit to drive them. Uh, and you, obviously, you don't want to lose that, or you got a problem because right. you know they're funky shape. Exactly, they look kind of like if you could imagine a couple of little squares superimposed over each other. Yeah, that's like, kind of what they look kind of like. offset. Right, you know, and you spell locks L O X. Yes, correct. So, uh, if you're dealing with fasteners, that's what you want to deal with. If you're dealing with uh, just some kind of of you want different bits. Uh, there it ranges the gambit. You probably can go a little bit by you get what you pay for here. If you're getting three dollar bit set, true. it's they're it's probably not. They not probably the have not spent a lot of, and and for what it's worth, having visited some of the manufacturing facilities, um, you can see that a lot of times the difference between a a cheap tool and an expensive tool is either additional machining, mm-hmm. which are are additional steps in the manufacturing process, or additional quality control stations. Right, and so it's very subtle sometimes. If you're just looking at the tool, you might not be able to tell. But a lot of times, the uh, the way they treat them, the price on them, and and who makes them. I mean, if if it's you know just 
Brand X screwdriver bit set. Uh, this is probably might be great, might not, but might not clearly be, whatever yeah. he's using now. Maybe not, not so great. Maybe not so good. So uh, that's and you could be using the wrong size too. There are actually quite a number of Phillips uh, sizes of Phillips uh, bits. Absolutely. And yes, you can use them across each other quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the correct size is the most likely to turn it without camming it out. Right. And also, uh, this is uh, in case you're doing this. I can't imagine anybody is and hasn't figured this out yet. If you have brass fasteners. <laughs> Forget about getting them out without a drill most of the time. If there's any load on them at all, or if they're in hardwood and they weren't pre-drilled or, or anything, well, if they weren't pre-drilled, you wouldn't get them in. But yeah, the bottom line is they're going to strip. They're going to strip. Okay, they're it's pretty, not but take there's much. a reason people use brass hammers. They're right. soft. Yeah, you know. And so. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Yellow dichromate, not the same thing. True. True. And those those lock screws had yellow dichromate. They on did, them, and they were, and they still were pretty yellow in the fence. Yep. After I don't know how long. <laughs> That's true. You could tell them about 50 feet off that those are in there. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so that's uh, hopefully that answers the question pretty good there. Hello, Chuck and Sean. This is Stephen from Las Vegas, and I've got a question for you. What would you recommend as a tool other than a plunger for taking care of stopped pipes? Even in the desert, we have issues with our pipes. So what beyond a plunger would help? You're going to have to help with this, Sean, because I'm just a I'm a jackass. With well, um, other than a, first of all, there's a hell of a lot you can do if you have some stoppage. This is true. Didn't we talk about this in a tool talk one yeah, time? Or was it a the, one beer? I think it was a one beer. But uh, yeah, most people don't even know how to use a plunger correctly. You can actually get a whole lot through a pipe with one of these things. And uh, it, it's, it takes a little effort sometimes, but, but you can work on that. Uh, another thing is, uh, be sure you have the correct type of plunger, you know, the one that looks like kind of a trombone thing with the thing stuck in the end of it. That's, that's the one you want. Not the one like from Bugs Bunny where it's just flat on the end. <laughs> uh, uh, and I know there's technical names for it, but I, I really have no idea. I'll tell you this. Watching Sean with a plunger changed the way I use a plunger. <laughs> Sean is much more violent with the plunger, which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, what you're trying to do is create a, you know, a wave of, of movement in the pipes and moving a lot of water with them and trying to get it to lodge, unlodge things. And, man, you got a whale on it. Oh, yeah. It is It is a very violent thing. If there isn't water splashing and, and you're not, like, putting your, your shoulders and your, and your back into it, you're doing it wrong. You, know? <laughs> you may not be getting out of your plunger. Yeah, if you're you just can. like sploosh, sploosh, <laughs> sploosh, <laughs> you know that's no, that ain't getting it done, man. <laughs> you need to go in there with waiters and you know the the kind of your old man of the sea costume on and and, <laughs> and freaking get on and and really you can you can save yourself some some plumber time with that kind of thing. Yeah, we actually did a one beer project called fixing your toilet, and I think it was this is where you expounded upon this in in great detail yeah and and the central gist of it was you know sean was saying you know you can save yourself a lot of cash because you'd be amazed what you can fix with a plunger that you don't think you can fix with a plunger oh yeah because you're just not really making use of it oh yeah i've had some experience with this you can get a lot of stuff (laughs) through a pipe on the sucker if it's if it's blocked it actually happened here too it was really funny um outside our, our our little studio office here there was a uh uh, there, there's a bathroom and it got it got plugged up, 
Chuck was lamenting. And, oh, well, I, I wailed on it with the plunger, and I'm like, oh, crap. You know, I can't. Uh, what I thought was wailing on it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's not going to work. I'm going to call the plumber. And Sean's like, let me try. I'm like, man, you don't want to get dirty with this. He's like, yeah, let me try. And he goes in there and was like, twack, 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 twack. And it was fine. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. I was probably exerting maybe half or less, a quarter of the force he was. Uh, with the plunger so so that's a part of it yeah uh so that's it you know you can check out the one beer for for more on that but uh also if you really in and if there's some kind of weird blockage or anything like that you can go get yourself a snake at almost any uh or you know a pipe snake yeah sure uh, at almost any like big box or hardware no store or two yeah exactly you don't want to stick a boa constrictor down there it's, you're looking for a plumbing snake <laughs> and uh you can stick that down there a ways now the thing is Always make sure that you have a good grip on the snake. Otherwise, <laughs> you've just made stuff incredibly worse, and you can't get your snake back. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you get it back eventually. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> a little, little more effort though. So, uh, make sure that uh, you make you, that doesn't go anywhere. But you can actually unclog a, a bunch of stuff with just even a commercially available uh, pipe snake. Um, much past that. You yeah, know, it's time to call the, the pro. You got the chemicals and stuff like that that can dissolve stuff, and, and that's fine, too. Much past that, you might want to think about it and, and actually call somebody in who, who can deal with that. Because it's not like you couldn't get it. It's what happens and the collateral damage after that that might pose a problem for you. So um, if you happen to be screwing around with one of those and break a joint somewhere in the middle of the wall, that's bad for you. Yeah, no kidding. So uh, that might be worth considering. Yeah, remember when to give up and call the pro. Yeah, there is a time, and <laughs> and unless that is your chosen profession, there are people who know more about it than you. <laughs> so don't be afraid to call on them. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I I bet you you could fix eighty percent of the plumbing problems with a plunger around your house. Well, you could, you know, if if you had blockage, <laughs> yeah, if you had blockage or something like that, you know, it's uh, you could you could deal with that. But uh, no, I, that's probably my guess <laughs> and hey thanks for calling and and you know what we actually have budget uh f- to give some more crap away next week yeah we've got uh we still got some tape measures and we've got some other little stuff too so uh we'll take the next uh the first well i don't know the first three to five calls maybe next week we'll uh we'll shoot you some gear friggin' sweet <laughs> it is time for the top five top five Top five. All right. So, uh, what? No crazy chicken music? Oh, always. <laughs> okay. So, uh, top five. Let's start with uh, number five. And I knew as soon as this thing hit that it was going to make it. <laughs> Warm feet are happy feet. Uh, this is like uh, the... The foot warmer for uh, guys in the shop or out on the line or something like that. And uh, basically, it's like electric and, and warms your foot. See, growing up in Texas, I saw those. Yeah? You know, and I was like, what the hell are those for? Because <laughs> I wasn't into hunting. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it's not that cold here. Mm-hmm. And by not that cold, I mean, it might even get to 32 or 30 or something. But even then, you could wear warm clothes, and it's really not a big deal. Yeah. And we're talking about cold. Yeah, like. Below freezing. Yeah, like below, below zero. zero. Yeah. That's when you're kind of like, 
okay, I see these things. Two pair of thick socks don't cut it. No, you, know? you need some active warmth there. Yeah. Though I have to admit, it, it looks kind of like a low jack device where it yeah, kind of strapped does. on yeah. the dudes. <laughs> yeah, that battery pack strapped on and everything. Yeah, and wasn't there a recall not of these particular ones, but of some last week that it, I guess caught fire? Or something? <laughs> Hot foot. I yeah. shouldn't laugh. It's awful, but you know. Yeah, you well, wanted warm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's warm now. <laughs> you know, I, and this is this is true because the, the the first line of the post was like when 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 your feet are cold, nothing is everything is no longer fun, and that's true. It is true. I agree with that. And uh, I mean, if all of you's cold, that's true. But but if your feet feels like block feel like blocks of ice on the bottom of your ankles, <laughs> you are this not having bad. yeah you are not having a good time. Yeah, I agree. And uh, this is it's always uh, a positive thing when you see uh, when you see footwear stuff that that keeps you warm. Everybody's all like, oh, I need some of that, you know? <laughs> uh, which I can completely understand. So uh, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. These these were, I mean. It was. They're powered by a couple of AA batteries, and they like strap around your calf and everything like that. So I, I don't know how well these work, but I've seen stuff like this, and and that might be a good idea. Although I don't know if these are the catch on fire variety or not. Well, hopefully not. I, I would hope not. Uh, let's see here. Uh, number four, uh, the woodworker's height gauge, and uh, this is basically a, a nice reasonably expensive way to accurately measure the height of your saws or you know your saw blades oh, or rotter yeah, blades and right, all that kind sure. of thing it's got uh you know fine brass knob adjustment you know measurements and everything so you can kind of be like real handy for cutting dados right yeah i mean stuff that you can really zero it in and and figure out where you're at and what you're doing so i was pretty impressed with uh with the reaction to it, it it's actually fairly expensive for something i do i just do a test cut and say all right it's <laughs> it's about there but we've yeah, seen but there, how i there do are it times there. you can't really do that and yeah and there are times when you really need the accuracy and yeah. i think yeah that's what this is for and and when you're doing that sort of thing you, it's worth the extra couple bucks to to go out and get it and that's damn straight that's kind of what this is for how much was, is it do you remember i don't remember off the top of my head yeah. it was it wasn't uh it wasn't like super cheap but it was it wasn't know, like you know impulse buy kind of stuff. right it wasn't like 10 bucks or anything like right that, right you know? Um, but, uh, it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, number, number three, number three, uh, cause an avalanche. This for is also for people who are North of us and, you know, actually get snow at least <laughs> enough, of, enough of it to like be a problem. Uh, this is not only they get it, they get enough to be a problem. And really what it's uh, made to prevent is, uh, you know, if, if snow drips down and, and kind of accumulates around the top of your roof or around your right. area it forms an ice dam basically yeah that's which a problem keeps everything loaded on top of your roof which is bad which is not good so uh they always have some jackass on youtube just <laughs> on top of his roof with a friggin' snowblower you know which is a horrible you're horrible kidding me idea. right no no i bet you if you went you went online right now you probably find one. Oh, that's that's wrong yeah it's not a good idea what, on several what, what levels possibly makes that sound like a good idea yeah well i'm not i'm not even a guy who comes from a place where there's enough snow to care about and i'm thinking <laughs> this is that not just a good, sounds like a bad idea for like lots of reasons yeah i mean what, what we did when i was a kid was was tie some rope to a snow shovel and sling it on the roof you know and, <laughs> i mean it was sort of like mission impossible except you never could climb up the damn thing you know i mean it was it was kind of cool yeah oh Doo-doo. yeah oh yeah so you just throw it up there and hopefully it lands you know shoulder snubble or snubble 
Snowball! Snowball! It, it lands uh, shovel side down, and you can like pull the snow down on top of you and everything. Oh, I see. Um, only problem is wear a scarf when you're doing that, because when it goes down your neck... <laughs> I'm sorry. When it goes down your neck, it's not fun, all right? So it's, it's very bad. So uh, so that was what we did, but this is sort of like a... Uh, it's a, kind of a, I guess, flap that you throw up there, and it's got kind of a uh, rig that you throw, and, and it slides down with it and just pushes it down. It's sort of like uh, if you've ever driven your cars through the car wash, and they've got those... Uh, Flaps that come down and yeah, kinda, right, yeah, with the with the foam and they soap your car up. It's sort of like that. They're just squeegeeing the snow off of the the roof. Nice, which actually probably won't tear your roof up too bad, and <laughs> it might might work. The whole thing just sounds better than getting on an icy roof. Oh yeah, you you really don't want to do that. Plus, that just sounds bad. Yeah, and and really, if you do it often enough, the ice doesn't form, and you know the dam doesn't form, and you don't have to do it too often. Nice, or, you know, so much. So uh, it's a good idea. Good things and, all around. Yeah, it's whether you do the high high buck or low buck, just don't get up there with power tools and, and or long. <laughs> don't equipment. get up there. Don't get up there with power tools. Can you imagine? Oh, man, I'm gonna just take my snowblower up on the roof. That'll be great. That's a total Tim Taylor solution to that. You know, it's just bad on all levels. <laughs> Nobody could visit the emergency room as much as Tim Taylor did. Nobody. Hello, <laughs> yeah. well, I've known some people who do close. Uh, but they uh, know yeah. your name at the emergency room. That's bad. Oh yeah, they're like, oh nice to see you. You got a housewife and kids. You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, number two. Number two. My personal favorite. Oh no. Uh, the Striker magnetic. Oh my god. LED ball light. Proof positive that toolmongers have a sense of humor. Oh man, this was this we was see fun. this thing. It gets passed around. I mean, first of all, we see it. We open it in the office, and we're like, "The hell is this thing?" I'm like, "What is that?" Sean's like, "It's a flashlight." I'm like, looks like a Christmas tree ornament, <laughs> you know. Oh and then he shows it to his wife. His wife, like, is that a sex toy? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's no, like, but tell me why you think that. <laughs> yeah. I have another one. Yeah. Demonstrate <laughs> for us. <laughs> you know? And, uh, yeah, apparently uh, some others found some humor here, too. Yeah, so, uh, but uh, basically, <laughs> this thing was, uh, it's it's this little light. It looks like a mini landmine, you know, from like yeah, it looks the 40s. Like, or you something. know, a little ball with little points on it, and each of the points has a magnet on it. Yeah, and it's got this LED thing. Um, we have yet to see one that hasn't broken. We have two. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, first, like I said in the post, there was like striker ball catch, you know, after after it kind of, you know, the magnets come loose and <laughs> and uh, everything. And then there's striker ball you catch. You can glue them back on. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, then the switch broke on all of them, and, and now you couldn't turn it on. So now it's a toy now. And, and uh, uh, so it does. So I just put it away with the Christmas tree ornaments. Um, nice. Yeah. You hang it on the tree. Yeah. I hung it on the tree this year. And That's then, cool. I had one too. Yeah. So, uh, so now it's, it's just going in with the Christmas tree ornaments now. So it'll, it'll forever live in infamy now. That's a, that's a big, you know, that's a big jump for you, Mr. My Christmas tree must be all the same color. It doesn't have to be all the same color. No homemade ornaments. I hate that crap. Okay. So the striker ball counts as a non homemade ornament. Yeah. I think only because, you know, 
the missus was was uh, in debate whether this was a sex toy or not. It, <laughs> so it's it, entertaining enough to hang it, on the it's tree. It's entertaining every, enough. It's a you, good you memory. You rekindle the discussion each yeah, year. Each year, I would like to. <laughs> I would. You know, I'm still hoping for a demonstration. It's not coming. But yeah. so good luck next year. Yeah, thanks. It's uh. So we're we're looking at that and and really. I didn't say it all has to be the same color. I just hate because my parents, <laughs> my parents do the ornament thing where like every yeah, ornament has a too. freaking story and you have to no, relive the story every freaking like year. It. And it's, it takes like six hours to decorate the Christmas tree. This Did I take, take six hours to decorate my Christmas tree? This should tree? take 40 minutes. Tops. Did I take six hours to decorate my Christmas tree? I don't know. I wasn't there last time. Have you ever seen me take six hours to decorate a Christmas tree when I was sober? <laughs> <laughs> you see, you had to tack that on, didn't you? Well, I was thinking a couple the, years ago. There that was time that time I passed out. <laughs> I didn't pass out, but I mean, it did take a while to decorate the tree. The couch, but that wasn't telling stories. You were sitting okay? on a couch, directed traffic, going, "Oh, you guys, you guys got to help me. I can't stand up." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. That doesn't count. That I don't, doesn't count. Well, I that think that that does. Count. That's not really in the spirit of what you're discussing, and that we have to relive the story of uh, each item. Yeah. Well, and see, my parents have like 30 years of story, which we see, have. To I relive. don't. Maybe uh. that's why. But see, I do have. I do have. Uh, I do have an ornament. I have a couple of favorite ornaments. I have the ornament that uh, uh, that my aunt gave me. And my, I have an aunt who is wonderful. She loves to send not really gag gifts, but rather just extremely humorous gifts it's almost like gag gifts but they're just beyond that <laughs> you know i mean one time i got a uh, a duck that shits black jelly beans <laughs> that's true i remember the duck <laughs> which was really cool actually as macrame or something or like, I don't know, but anyway the she sent me one year this ornament and it it took me a long time to figure because everything is a gag from her so i get it i'm like huh and it's this little, uh, it's this little penguin. It's a, it, it's a, a tree ornament, but it's a penguin sitting in a cup, and it says "Merry Christmas" on the side of it. And I'm like, "Huh, this is odd." Well, that, that's not bad, you know. And I look at it, and I look at it. it finally, it took me about an hour before I turned the bottom over, and it said this was in like 1998. And it said 1992, and it was marked out and said eight <laughs> on the bottom. Of it. <laughs> it's like so. That's one of my favorites on the tree. And then the other is actually serious. It's this little crappy like engraving store kind of thing. You know, you get that's like a little flat brass, uh, you know, cut out of something. Mm-hmm. This one's a sled, you know, sleigh. Right. And uh, you know, you 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 badly engrave your name on it with one of those handheld engravers and crap. Oh yeah. Yeah, the only reason it's cool, though, is that, uh, you know, we were, my family was in the tornado in 1979 in Wichita Falls. Blew the house away. A lot of, everything in the attic was gone. It was F4 or an F5, wasn't it? It was, yeah, they, it was huge. It was over a mile wide. It tore up the whole town. You know, it was crazy. And uh, anyway, so we lost all our Christmas orange, except that one. (laughs) And it's kind of this crappy looking, you know, it's the only one that survived. Yeah, so you know you can't. You got to kind of just go with that. You know, it's good luck. <laughs> All Every time my... the weather gets bad, I grab that thing and hang on to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, all mine are like store bought metal, metal like color. identical. Yo, for, yeah, yeah, they're like I, I have blue, silver, and gold. Yeah. You can have any color you want as long as it's blue, silver, and gold. And or sex gonna, toy. Or sex toy. That's right. right. You okay. know that's. If we wanted to decorate the tree in sex, <laughs> I would be down with that. It's fine. Multiple colors, or would they have to be red, blue? Or... You know, I'm willing to be flexible on that. Okay, it's, fair it's, enough. It's fine. Uh, but uh, yeah, so so that was number two. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, number one is another cold weather gear. Uh, number one. Number one. Uh, freeze alarm. Uh, calls you when it's too cold. Uh, basically, it's uh, it's. I put it in the same kind of category as like the uh, the Yeti, except it's for when your pipes freeze. Uh, okay, so. So what does this do? Well, basically, when it, it has a, a sensor and everything, and you hook it up to your your pipes and a phone line, and it uh, it tells you when stuff's getting too cold, you know, when your pipes are freezing over, and uh, that's about it. Now, huh. this is actually less useful for me than the than the Yeti. Yeah, but, I, uh, could, I can think of when when we first saw the Yeti, I could imagine some situations where it might be useful. Right. After you played with the Yeti, I can think of a bunch of situations <laughs> where it might be useful. I can't help but wonder, I mean, either you live in an area like we do where it freezes so rarely that you would have no need for this. Right. Or you would live in an area where it freezes all the time and you better damn well insulate them because they're going to freeze. Yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure why you would need this but i'm sure there is a reason well apparently you know, readers think something about it yeah i mean so it's it's kind of interesting to to see and if if it was like a, a profession or you know a restaurant or or some kind of commercial oh facility, yeah i guess i could see that i could see that you know, but even then shouldn't you know. protect the pipes if they're well, you'd think so or if they're not going to freeze but once every 10 years you don't need to pay for some gear to tell you that it's cold to call you and tell you you're screwed i mean <laughs> Maybe it's an iPhone thing, but you know you can check the weather on your phone. <laughs> hey, it's freaking cold out. <laughs> huh. huh. I, I probably ought to do something about that. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Actually, there was a really cool thing um, that I researched and wrote about for Popular Science. I think it was two years ago for Best of What's New. It was called the Liquid Breaker. You remember uh, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was one of those things at first you were kind of like, huh, you know, I don't know. And then the more you read about it, you're like, well, this is kind of badass, you know? Sure. And it was essentially this, uh, this almost like a circuit breaker panel, but it was this uh, series of sensors that you could install that both measured flow as well as, uh, in some places, you had moisture sensors and other things, like around your washer and your dryer and your hot water heater and crap like that, right? Right. And, you know, it's a great idea. If a, if, if a hot water heater breaks, you have obviously the 25, 50, 75 gallons or whatever that's in it, which is a lot of water. Mm-hmm. You don't think that until you see it all in the floor over your house. Yeah, but it is. But actually, that's not the bad part. The bad part is that once it breaks, it almost always fails in an open position where it begins feeding water until you shut water off to it. Mm-hmm. So like in my mother's case, she had one in the middle of her one-story house and it was a 50-gallon tank, and it let go and dumped its 50 gallons, but it dumped about 600 gallons out of you know the feed pipe before she got home and shut it off, right? Which went from the hallway would have been bad and some drywall work needed to be done. To the house was flooded. To the whole house had to be you know had to be dried out professionally and carpet replaced and all kinds of garbage. And something like the liquid breaker would have sensed this from one of two directions, either one, the moisture around the area where there shouldn't have been, mm-hmm. or the extended flow. You know, you can, pl- you can plug in. It sh- you should see no more than a certain amount of flow per hour, per, per minute, or per whatever. And once it exceeds that, the breaker pops, essentially, and it shuts off. Now, you can easily tell it, okay, if, if it was a mistake, go ahead and turn it back on. But 
just like a circuit breaker, these could really save you some money. And it's one of these things where retrofitting it was a little bit expensive, but the concept of installing it in a new home, not really as bad. Mm-hmm. Just sounded like a neat idea to me, man. I don't know. It sounds, uh, sounds pretty cool. How expensive was it, though? It was like a couple of grand. Yeah, it's kind of what I thought. So it was the kind of thing, like I said, if you were factoring that into a new build home, it'd be all right. You know, whatever. Yeah. You know, you just a couple of grand, it would be worth it. You wouldn't have to worry about, you know, flooding your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you wouldn't notice that in, you know, payment plan on even a $150,000 house. Yeah. If your house is like 20 years old, though. Yeah. This, it wasn't miserable. They had some wireless options and everything. And uh, it wasn't miserable, but it wasn't great either. I mean, yeah, it would definitely be a job to install, um, to retrofit. But, you know, hey, what the hell? Yeah, sounds pretty cool. projects come through one or two yeah the uh the tool monger flicker pool and uh uh, we like to highlight the really cool ones and one of the ones that grabbed my attention this week was a uh an air gun or a pneumatic gun cabinet oh uh, right yeah that uh, somebody built and and really it was completely sweat i saw it and went oh crap i'm behind you know, <laughs> that is the sweetest <laughs> cabinet for the, cause I have, I have probably around three or four of them now. Right. And, uh, of varying sizes. If you count staple guns, probably six. Right. Know? Uh, which is enough that I have them scattered about the shop. And, uh, this was a completely elegant solution that I did not think of. And I really should have, um, instead of putting them all in a drawer or, or something like that, He's built a cabinet with a pegboard back. Right. And uh, use pegboard hangers to hang them up. Use pegboard hangers to hang them up inside, in order, uh, inside this this cabinet. And then there's a shelf with uh, dividers in between them for all the fastener stock uh, (laughs) of each gun. And then to top it all off, he hung it on the wall, put doors on it, and trimmed it out so it looks like a kitchen cabinet type thing. That's awesome. And I'm like, that is the most elegant solution I have ever seen for pneumatic gun storage. It's too bad there's not room in that monster cabinet you have. <laughs> I got it full you, with all my other crap. If you could get rid of the two by fours in it, you oh, could probably get it. On my two by You'd probably have enough room to make one of these inside it. You know, I could actually hang the uh, the like the 18 gauges on the doors in between because I left some <laughs> space. I left about three inches between the doors. That's true. And the you do have enough thing. space. I have enough space. I could actually hang, which I did when I when I saw his cabinet. I'm like. Oh, crap i'm behind so i i went out and like oh yeah out to the garage found some hangers hung them up on the doors i'm like can i get the door closed yes sweet okay cool you know so i felt better okay i'm cool again i'm cool again you know i'm I'm behind but uh yeah it was that was the coolest coolest thing i'd seen in a while and then uh later on uh this week i saw a uh and i am so going to steal this it's not even funny um bino t i believe uh made uh made a bookshelf oh uh, this is the hidden door and he, he he made a bookshelf in place of a door so it swings out and behind it is a is a closet 
it's it's not done yet. The, the pictures on the uh, on the site and in the Flickr pool, but uh, it's got little like rubber casters on the bottom that, that <laughs> you know, so it it doesn't hang too much on the right. on one side and everything. But it reminds me so much of like an Adams Family passageway <laughs> or Clue or something like oh, that. Yeah. That I saw it and I was like, I must have that. I saw people were giving him some crap about the fact there was molding around the door still and that he, you know, the hinges were on the outside. Well, first of all, it's not done yet. Yeah. Second, uh, I, it doesn't really matter. It's that's so far beyond cool that if you give him crap, it's you're just a hater, man. That's that, <laughs> I don't know. That's that's just the, the complete coolness. And, and I can think of any number of ways that he could and probably will with trim uh hide those hinges and and deal with uh some of the issues that are there before and really if he paints the thing which he said he was going to do anyway it doesn't really matter that the trim's around it'll just look like a built-in when i saw it i immediately thought of your office in your house oh yeah and i thought does that door that door opens inward right uh the his yours Mine is like one of those sliding. No, no, you know, no. Like not the, your closet. Oh, the door to the office. Yes, it does. It opens inward. Uh huh. And I think there's a there's a bit of a gap beside the door. You know, it occurred to me um, that you could actually, if you wanted to, you could frame out a little kind of bump on the wall mm-hmm. outside of it, and you could you could have this bookcase stick out a little. And look like a built-in because literally, as you close it, it would butt up against the inside of this little overlay over the door. Oh yeah, and it would open into the office, and essentially your office would be the hidden room. Mm-hmm. I'm still doing it. It's not even funny. Yeah, I got some ideas about that. It's- when I saw it, I was like, you know, I know how you could hide those hinges completely and <laughs> and make this look 100 percent like a built-in, and this would work on Sean's office because the door's in the right place and it opens the right way, and there's space inside. Oh yeah, and uh, you can I'm put so... paperbacks and CDs and DVDs and crap in it. Oh yeah, I'm so doing this. It's awesome. I um, mean, it it is. We the, need to do this. It is the complete coolness, and and it will now be a part of of my house because <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that, but but as soon as I saw it, that is complete and total inspiration so uh that is that is going to be happening look for that on the site soon you know i love the shop pictures as well oh yeah i think it's really cool to see what readers shops actually look like yeah i can always i I always say that uh uh, you can tell what somebody's doing or or what their what their plan is for the shop or or (laughs) the kind of the thing is or or, you know what their major project type are by looking at their shop and their workbench oh yeah yeah. Uh, it's totally true you can and uh it's it's always it's one of my favorite things to see shop pictures hey i took some pictures of my shop you know (laughs) and uh it's and there's it's always normally a company which is awesome because mine's the same way you know it's always accompanied by yeah i'm gonna do this and and this is the way it is right now because i'm (laughs) broke you know which is my which is always which is always because it's my thing too you know i'm I'm always like yeah "Yeah, when i get cash i'm gonna do this you know that magic day yeah exactly and and you wind up kind of half stepping because you get a little bit of money and and get a little bit of wood and everything and you just make something happen and it's 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 pretty cool. It's so funny though because you see you see people's shops and it tells you a lot about who they are. It tells you whether or not they're uh they use the shop a lot. It tells you whether they're, you know, what their interests are. Right. Not what they say their interests are, but what their <laughs> interests really are. Yeah, what are you doing? Right. Right. Yeah, you so. get to you get to see a lot of that and and uh 
my shop is is always in a constant state of of <laughs> of you doing something uh, of something going on and everything always so, yeah it's it's kind of and it's half full of sawdust and there's <laughs> stuff laying around and there's various scrap piles of stuff i'm just too cheap to throw away and and uh uh chuck's always on me is, are, what are, i'm like what are you doing i'm throwing this away don't throw that away you can use that it's this like one inch by a, a quarter inch <laughs> angle cut piece of crappy ply. Yeah. What are you going to do with this? I don't know. I've decided to throw in the throw in the pile with the other. And every now and then, just to spite me, he'll make some piece of crap out of it, <laughs> just to be like, just to be like, see, aren't you glad? Like I he made he made a away? scrap in out of scrap <laughs> once, which which I found humorous. It's true. And it had I don't know probably six thousand fasteners in it because <laughs> it was made of various sized and shaped pieces of scrap that's true he was like see i made a scrap in i'm like great so it can hold more scrap that's awesome you know and uh (laughs) it's true it's true i did and then uh and then i started making junk mech you know and and, yeah uh, that's pretty cool uh uh, junk mech is almost uh he's in his final phases of completion so it's uh well we'll be doing that soon and i've been reading up on like a bunch of modeling techniques so i can paint it and make (laughs) make it look cool and everything so uh that's coming and and uh I don't know. There's there's just a bunch of stuff you can tell from from people's shop, and and I always I always love to see that. It's always entertaining. Well, I think that's just about it this week. I mean, we could babble on for another hour, but well, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, you probably don't. You probably got other things to do. Hopefully, in the shop. <laughs> no kidding. Well, hey, just to to round things up, if you would like to give us a call, you can call us eight six six. 718-9403. That's 866-718-9403. And you know what the hell? We got some more crap to give away to people who call. So you got a question? You got a bitch? Call it in. <laughs> we'll deal with it. That'd be great. I guess we'll see you next week. <laughs>